0: at stories that matter studios i'm nance haxton and this is the streets of your town the podcast that takes you on an audio journey through theater of the mind highlighting a different slice of australian life each episode today we head to the streets of brooklyn in new york to meet Deputy Editor of Women at Forbes, Ruthie Ackerman. She walks us around the brownstone houses and rejuvenated port near her home, giving insights into Brooklyn that few of us see or hear. Ruthie, great to meet you. Thank you for joining us on the streets of your town. Thanks for having me. And here we are in Brooklyn. Unbelievable. (laughs) So can you tell us a bit about here where you live? Oh my gosh. So
1: I moved here like two and a half years ago and this neighborhood is called Brooklyn Heights. And as you can see, it's a tourist Mecca. Everyone loves to come here because there's trees right now. So you can't quite tell, but there's a view of the Brooklyn Bridge and the Statue of Liberty and the entire lower Manhattan skyline. So it's quite beautiful. And this is right
0: outside your house. And this is right outside my house,
1: Mm. which this street is called Columbia Heights and it's the most literary street in America as really? well. Yeah, so a lot of our famous writers lived here, Norman Mailer, um, right around the corner, Carson McCullers, um, and lots of writers still moved to this neighborhood because of the history. This is one of the first suburbs in America, so really, the architecture, the history in this neighborhood is amazing, and you'll see as we keep walking um, just how beautiful the rest of it so is. So it's
0: still got that energy, that buzz of the the creatives that's, that have lived here, do you think? Absolutely. It's sort of a
1: mix of, you know, the modern and the beautiful, but also the historic, and it's one of the best preserved neighborhoods, so we have that, that really great mix here.
0: I think that's what struck me about New York, is that mix of the very old and new architecture, often side by side, really, isn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah. and I'm not an architecture buff, but there's... Um, row houses here, there's carriage houses, there's the Georgian facades, there's all these different types of architecture mixed in one, um, and there's a, this has always been a fairly well-off neighbourhood, so there's always been that sort of flow of money, and, and that had
0: le- has led to the neighbourhood being preserved, which is such a treat. Great! So, and of course, being the Aussie, first thing we're going to do is get a coffee. <laughs> Thank you for that, Ruthie. I need that. I've just walked over Brooklyn Bridge to, to get here, which was an experience. It was lovely, actually. <laughs>
1: Um, I, I figured it would be um, a cultural experience too because walking across the Brooklyn Bridge, you have all the bikes with the bells, yes. and like no one's waiting for you to move out of the way. Nope. You better move, or they're gonna run you over. I did over. have one guy go. Get to the left, lady. I'm surprised he didn't use the F word. Yeah, he was being <laughs> polite, I think, actually. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so the Brooklyn Bridge is quite a a treat, and then you get to this neighborhood and it's very, I mean, I don't know if you can tell from being in the East Village, but this Mm. is very quiet, this is very community oriented. It just seemed quite
0: removed from... That really relentless buzz of Manhattan,
1: yeah? It does. But the funny thing is, mm-hmm. is that it's only one stop from Manhattan on the train, mm-hmm. but yet you feel like you're in this whole other world. Mm. It's very quaint, it's very old and historic, like we've been saying. And um, But it's only one stop. It's right, right there. And was that
0: sort of part of the attraction for you to, to live out here, to be close to Manhattan but a bit apart from it in a way?
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, my friends, when I, I was, had lived in Harlem before, which has oh, its yes. own unique history, of yes. course, I want to take you. Well, we're still, going to get talking okay. um, one, we're still gonna get coffee. Okay. Just to take you. Reassuring me. Yes, happy. I have to reassure you. Um, but because Truman Capote's house is on the oh, street, fantastic. and I want to show Lovely. you that as well. Um, but I lived in Harlem before, and I was leaving Harlem, and my friends said to me, "Don't you want to, and you know, find a place that's." I'm um, going to improve your quality of life, but also just be like a, what was the word they used? Like basically just um, Just a wonderful place to sort of relax and like figure out your next step. And then this, this just seemed like <laughs> the perfect place. So So many of my friends lived here, but also like we're saying it's community oriented, but also very quiet. You kind of know everybody.
0: They've got these beautiful stairs as well yeah. that sort of feel like you're walking through a movie set a little absolutely. bit. Absolutely.
1: absolutely. I'm looking at all the numbers here. I think it's this next street actually where he lived. <laughs> and you know, the old kind of lanterns outside the apartment.
0: Oh, yeah, the Yeah. Apartments. yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> so I think it was one of these ones. I'd have to look it up to know exactly, but it was one of the, he lived in the, Jamingopoe um, lived in the basement of one of these Ooh. apartments, so you know in one building 's brick and then you 'll see on the next block that you know some of them are are not it 's just like such a such a mixture yeah. um, This is a ho- old hotel that 's oh, now made into, like into condos <laughs> um, and apartments, but uh, a lot of famous
0: writers stayed here as well back in the day, it's so like it's they're just, trying to tap into that uh, creativity that might be still around. Hey?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So let's go up here okay, and cool. go get some coffee.
0: Um, so what? what is your view on the coffee? Of course Australians can be a little bit patronizing oh of gosh. American coffee.
1: So I'm very elitist about my coffee.
0: <laughs> I will say though
1: that the best coffee I've ever had is in Australia. Oh really? Well there you go. That, that gets us some and there's a big trend here in New York now for Australian cafes. Yes. So, um, everyone goes to them. I'm not taking you to an Australian Oh, cafe thank you. Because, cool. <laughs> because you, uh, yep. you know, just came from there. But, uh, <laughs> look at the little
0: red door. Oh, gorgeous. <laughs>
1: so cute, right? Um, so I'm going to take you to a very American cafe called Joe. Yes. Which is, it doesn't get more American than Joe. I have
0: heard good stuff about Joe. Great. <laughs> so
1: I... Th- I feel like, one, it's close, which you you, you requested something close, <laughs> and two, um, it is kind of the best that we have in the neighborhood. Lovely. So. And what is your
0: coffee of choice, Ruthie? Um,
1: I always get um, just a regular drip coffee, Right. but of course they have all of the lattes and cappuccinos, anything you could possibly want. And is that
0: a fairly recent <laughs> development with all the... With like all the- to have more coffees available? Has that come from all the the push from yeah, the push Australians from and everyone else wanting no. their cappuccinos or no not really no i like that's,
1: that's we've been around Yes, yeah. you can get the flat white i don't oh yes that's become more I popular
0: you'll have to ask oh now that looks good the iced coffee yeah. we went for in the end yes yeah, so on this dead. hot summer's day in New New summer's day you've got to do the iced coffee yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. All right, sit here at the window yeah I love the little um, the old signs
1: yes. everywhere
0: as well. It's quite lovely. Old signs.
1: Mm. A lot of like secret gardens and like oh, right. rooftop balconies yeah. and gardens. Yeah, the
0: rooftop balconies are big over here, aren't they? Yeah. People seem to really like them in summer. Yes. And have you noticed that people are you know more friendly here, or have you noticed living in a few of the different boroughs they call here in New York, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm are they all different from what, from your perspective? Yeah, absolutely. I think they all are different. I think the,
1: the biggest thing I learned from living in New York, I lived here about 15 years now, is that New Yorkers get a really bad rap for being <laughs> really mean and sort of stuck up and not really friendly. But I think that's not really true overall. I think we're we're usually rushing and and not really wanting to stop and pay attention to anybody. But once you get us talking and one, you know, you need anything. I think people are generally pretty friendly in all the neighborhoods. But you're staying in the East Village, which is very different. It's kind of the like complete opposite of where we are right yes, now. Yes, it
0: is. Yes, yeah. yeah. it's, it's been I mean, interesting walking yeah. from mm-hmm. one to the other and mm-hmm. just seeing even within a block. Quite often, things really change. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
1: Yeah. It's. it's I mean, East Village, a lot of college students, it seems in general much younger, a lot of really cool places to go out great small little hole in the wall restaurants that's kind of the opposite of this neighborhood this neighborhood is very
0: family oriented a lot of dogs
1: yes Uh, new yorkers and their dogs
0: i was actually really surprised by that because Mm -hmm. new york's so built up but obviously people have their dog in their unit and teeny apartments
1: so you'd think how are these big dogs fitting in these small apartments but there's so many parks i suppose parks Mm -hmm. and a lot of dog parks and um Yeah, so this neighborhood between the kids and the dogs and the little parks, I mean, that's really what this neighborhood's all about, compared to the East Village, which is a lot more concrete
0: and, you know, built up and, yeah, but it has its own vibe. It's like, so you really pick your village when you're (laughs) in New York. They're all very different places to Mm -hmm. live.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, if we didn't live here in Brooklyn Heights, we probably would pick the East Village, because... Rob, my boyfriend's a musician, so there's a lot of cool clubs there, there's a lot of great um, restaurants, and there's something really nice about that, too, to be able to walk out your door and be in the middle of everything. Here, you'd have to take the train at least one stop to be in the middle of everything you moved to Brooklyn Heights to kind of escape everything <laughs>
0: so you you've been here 15 years uh-huh. where um where did you grow up if you don't want me asking no of course hey. not um, I
1: grew up in in North Miami Beach in South Florida that's a big change <laughs> yeah. mm. kind of the total opposite in mm. some ways but in another way I mean a lot of New Yorkers move to Florida that's sort of the joke that you you know they all retire in Florida so I feel like there's a there's You're always, doing the reverse. yeah I'm doing the reverse it's just Very strong connection between New York and South Florida, so um, yeah. But people ask me all the time, especially in the
0: winter, in the New York winter, why would you want to move here? It's very seasonal in New York, isn't it? Like, I can't get over how beautiful, big blue skies today, Mm -hmm. and yet in summer, in winter, yeah, blizzards. (laughs) Oh oh my gosh! Freezing, salt on the roads, yeah, yeah, stop the ice and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's funny because a lot of people escape the city in the summer because they don't like the smell of the garbage, the suffocating heat, all of that stuff. I love New York in the summer. I love everything about it. I love sitting in the outdoor cafes. I love walking around and going all the places that you don't get to see in the winter because you're stuck inside your shoebox apartment. (laughs) Um, But I also love the fall. So I didn't grow up with change of seasons. In Florida, it's always 80 degrees and sunny, which has its charm. Sounds good like <laughs> Richmond, where I'm from. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There, there's Pretty something simple. charming about that, but I also love the fall and the style. I love tights and fun dresses and you know all light the jackets. That comes with, all the, with the fashion. all change the seasons, yeah, yeah. But winter, I can I can absolutely say after 15 years that I don't like winter. I'm not
0: Which a. Which is a little bit <laughs> rough. <laughs>
1: it's a little Falls rough. nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean that's
0: when all, of course the fall, the beautiful leaves. The so beautiful leaves. So you can <laughs> still get out and do a little bit.
1: You can do a little <laughs> bit exactly. And, and this is a great neighborhood for that because of all the trees and the change of seasons. It's And there's all the... You can smell the fireplaces crackling and, like, yeah, there's something really nice about fall here. You know, but, yeah, but winter and spring, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go
0: down to... yep. I've been surprised how great New York is. I wonder if people yeah. can't realize that just... And, and all the community gardens seems quite mm-hmm. a big part of New York.
1: What street is this? I can tell you about it while we're sure. walking So we're here at the corner of Columbia Heights and Pineapple Street, and all of these streets are named after fruit. So we have (laughs) pineapple, orange, cranberry, and this was the port where they brought all of the fruit in, um, and that's why they called, they all named them the Fruit Street. So these are, I think, I mean, I'm I'm biased because I live here, (laughs) but the most beautiful streets in the whole city, but definitely in Brooklyn Heights. Um, And of course, the charm of the of the fruit you know. Um, so we're walking down from Pineapple Street onto the water, onto the promenade right overlooking the water. Um, well, we'll look, look at boats. this view, <laughs> Yeah, incredible. And the, these are all these piers where these boats came in and brought fruit, coffee. Coffee mm. was a big thing. Um, there were a lot of coffee warehouses and a very famous coffee maker who lived in Dumbo and produced a lot of the country's coffee. So, um, we'll walk down so you can see. Now, they've turned these piers um, into, there's there's soccer fields, basketball courts, there's kayaking here on the right. Um, You can see right here on the right, there's a pop-up pool that they open up in the summer where you can get a ticket to swim for an hour. Um, So, it is pretty, there's bicycles, and they've turned these piers into a literal park right over the water. So they've really
0: reinvented that industrial kind of aspect of it and made it very, yeah, very resident friendly. Like seeing the Statue of Liberty there, it's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> like, do you have you ever get tired of seeing those <laughs> things that are so world famous, you know, like you just take it for granted after a while? Or I do
1: not think you can get tired of mm. seeing the Statue of Liberty. Mm. Um, of course, all of the symbolism, freedom yeah. and all that good stuff. Um, but also just the sun setting over the statue, the Staten Island Ferry. You hear the fog horns from the ships. Um, sometimes you hear the music from the booze cruises that go up and down the East River. Um, it's a pretty amazing place to live. And then just the mixture of walking along here and walking in the, in Brooklyn Bridge Park, the mixture of like the kids screaming from the sports games to the old people walking. It's, it's such an intergenerational playground, literally. they. Um, brought it, one of these old sailboats in and docked it here and turned it into a bar. So you could go watch the sunset have a cocktail um, on an old ship, which is really, really cool too.
0: Oh, and we got the helicopters going overhead and the sightseeing, yes. Exactly. It's pretty frenetic. I mean, does that uh, pace get you down sometimes in New York? I mean, it's, it's. I'm sure it's part of the attraction, but how do you balance that? It must be a bit of a challenge. Yeah, I mean... I'm like you're
1: saying, it's both the good and the bad. I feel like we do... I do feel ground down by the pace, by the... You know, it's relentless. But at the same time, I feel like, of course, that's what makes it so exciting. I, Anytime I go anywhere else, I'm like, how do people live like this? It's so boring. It's, nothing ever happens. It's like a snail's pace everywhere else. But then again, I... Have the, my dry cleaning's been sitting at my dry cleaner a block away for six months, and I never go pick it up because <laughs> it's like an emotional. Everything is an emotional drain <laughs> in this city because there's just so much. Going to the grocery store takes a half an hour. Everything takes so long that you're just beaten down by it at, at a certain point.
0: And and the working hours are quite long in New York, aren't they?
1: Quite long days. Yeah, I mean, I'm an editor. I work at Forbes, so I'm. And our office is in Jersey City, so I'm out in the morning. I'm not back until late at night. There's events every night. There's events every morning. It's constant. And the trains, just getting on the train, pushing your way into the train every morning. Um, The constant, the noise, the beeping, the people, the, yeah, it's, (laughs) it's crazy. It's a city of eight and a half million people. Which I was, I was joking to you earlier. Right <laughs> My boyfriend says you're one in a million, which means there's eight others just like you.
0: Um, <laughs> um, so there's all oh, in this little area land. It's not that big way New York, York is really. It's not that big. It's not that
1: big. Um, and yet this part of town, this in Brooklyn Heights, it is really. Uh, quieter this is the quiet part of town (laughs) which is a little funny because obviously we got the helicopters we got the boats we got the trains we got the people but it feels a lot less hectic somehow yeah
0: well and just lovely all the greenery yeah it feels like you could definitely I I know I could imagine living here (laughs) yeah but in the middle of all those big buildings in Manhattan not so sure (laughs) this (laughs) at least
1: means there's a park. There's swing sets for kids. People, families do live here. They make it work. It, I don't know. It, I guess it's a choice. It's a lifestyle
0: choice. <laughs> Sounds like it'd be pretty hard to live somewhere else once you'd fallen in love with New York. Though. Pretty hard yeah. to match.
1: You know, I tell people this. I think it takes five years to fall in love with New York you go I think you can't just come and think it's gonna you're, it's just gonna click yes it takes five, five years and after ten years you're considered a New Yorker if you can make it ten years in this city you're a New Yorker I've been here 15 years so I'm an official New Yorker I've lived here longer than I've lived anywhere else <laughs> but I it's a hard city and I think every New Yorker dreams about when they're gonna leave and yet we all think, where would we go? <laughs> Nowhere to go. First of all, I don't drive, so where else can I can you live that you don't need a car? Yes. There's very few places. Yeah,
0: the public transport here is pretty amazing.
1: Absolutely. You can get anywhere you want to go, really, can't you? Yeah. yeah. So that was the promenade, and at the end of the promenade, there's a sign that says "end," <laughs> which I thought I love, like the end of the world. You've reached the end. There's nothing more. Where is it? Right here.
0: End <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's great.
1: My friend says that we should meet her at this French place. She has a crush on the bartender.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now that sounds crazy. <laughs> <It> sounds <funny.
1: laughs> Ha, we
0: might do that. End of the world. End of the world. We knew it was in Brooklyn? <laughs> Oh, these are um, sweet, aren't they? With little, I love all the little window boxes yeah. that people have. Like, and they uh, really get into their gardens. For such oh a built-up area, people really treasure that little one square meter of garden. They <laughs>
1: do. And um, I saw they were J. Crew was um, uh, doing a catalog here, like using these apartments as a backdrop for their Christmas catalog. Of course, it was summertime. <laughs> oh, hold on, this is my friend. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, we're, we're standing in front of your apartment right now. A lot of okay, we'll see you in a second. All right, she's gonna meet us. Beautiful. I don't know about dating in other countries, but dating in New York City is notoriously bad. And why would that be, <laughs> really? Um Okay, so this is not an expert opinion, this is a personal opinion. <laughs> um, but you have a city of eight and a half million strivers. Everyone's uh-huh. here because they're passionate about something. We often have jo- day jobs, but then we have a side hustle doing something <laughs> else to make enough money to be able to survive. And there's always, we're always striving to reach our dreams. But what that means in terms of dating and our personal lives is that we always think that there's somebody better out there around the next corner because there likely is somebody around the next corner, not necessarily better. But there's so many people in the, such a small space that what, why would we settle down? Pretty it's hard to choose. around, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And why choose? <laughs> and you have these people that are... You know, they're, they're up all night, they're at the newest restaurant, they're at the newest nightclub, they're, they're, you know, following their dreams, why settle down? Yeah. And we're not only talking about 20-year-olds, we're talking about, but you know, you're 40 years old, but you still feel like you're 20 in a way, um, because it's literally a playground. I've seen for myself, and now I have a boyfriend, but I've seen for myself in my past and my friends that it's just, dating is... A bit of a nightmare.
0: Well, (laughs) and there wouldn't be much time after all your long days of work (laughs) work as well, I imagine, you
1: know. Well, that too. Yeah. That literally there isn't time. And also it's like the way the city is set up and because it's so hard to kind of get from place to place. If you live in Brooklyn Heights and the person you're dating lives on the Upper West Side it's like a long-distance relationship. <laughs> it's like you can't, you know, you can hardly see each other. You're not gonna be going back and forth to each other's again. places. Right. So, literally, it's just kind of impossible to date. <laughs> um, so, my friend Maria, who you're gonna meet in a minute, she has a crush on the bartender at the nearby <laughs> French restaurant. and. Uh,
0: I'm still looking the wrong way, Ruthie, because I was, I know. I was like, Maybe the cars are on the wrong side of the road like over here.
1: Okay, one more block and then she's going to be nice. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I've
0: nearly walked out the road a couple of times. <laughs> Hang on. Lots of construction at the moment, I've noticed. Lots of buildings, yeah. So,
1: um, the the good and the bad about this neighborhood, as I was mentioning, is that um, so it's landmarked. So, all of these buildings are preserved and they have to be preserved in a very specific way to to maintain the historical context and the historical attributes of each building and so to make any changes is a big thing Um, and so I feel like the neighborhood's always under construction because it's just so hard to to maintain buildings that are hundreds and hundreds of years old. Mm-hmm. Even my building, which you saw, is was built over a hundred years ago. I mean, that comes just, with its own hassles. It, it comes th- with its own hassle. Plumbing, try, I imagine, would be interesting. Oh my plumb- god, the plumbing. <laughs> you can't <clears throat> just fix a window. You have to get the specific kind of glass that might not even exist anymore. <laughs> this is Maria. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Maria Nancy. How's it going? Maria.
0: <laughs> Good to meet you. <laughs> yes. oh, Crazy. So she had Yeah,
1: a thank you. you. <laughs> Next thing you know. There might be like a, a huge demand for us.
0: We'll Things in Australia. That's right. <laughs> a little check up. <laughs> so, what part are we walking through now, Reedy? This is Pier 6. Yes. Pier six. With the sand volleyball courts to our left. Mm-hmm. Pier 5 is one huge soccer field or football field. Yeah. Whatever. And they're just on the old piers. It's amazing. And yeah. This is a million dollar romantic comedy. <laughs> <laughs> million is too little. Yes. This
1: is a 10 million dollar. <laughs> Ten million dollar view. Oh, look at that! It doesn't look like we're getting on the
0: boat, honey. Oh, it's pretty packed. So, <laughs> so this is a boat that just pulls in, and at, in the summer yep. You can have drinks on it. Mm, no, that's... Come in and
1: have drinks. Well, let's see what they say. And food. <laughs> and food. <laughs> totally gonna have. Behind us is a, um, a brand new residential building that's considered like hot, hot, hot. Every single apartment in there's like seven million dollars. Wow. view. We're giving you the ten million dollar tour. Thank today. you. <laughs> This was a good call, Rosie. I'm telling you, <laughs> I haven't done this yet. This is, uh, I am, no matter what, going
0: to yoga at 5:15. Just calling you, okay? just yeah. okay. okay. How, How long? like fifty minutes? Maybe just in case we change our mind. My name is Maria. Three people. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So this gets pretty crowded, eh? Hey? Uh, Yeah, You're I can't believe lucky. that this is happening. Come on, here we go, here, drinkies. Thank, Thank you. Regular, regular
1: <laughs> I think I got all that back. We drew this. Thank <still>. you. <laughs> Do you guys want to
0: open up a tab or just close it out? Deal. We'll, we'll,
1: we'll leave it open in case you want to
0: order anything else. Okay. Deal. Thank you. <laughs> What's the name of this uh, establishment that we are at? at Apparently, we didn't realize, but it's called Pilot. We just know it as the boat. (laughs) And I mean, it's such a phenomenal location and so much fun to do on a beautiful day. And I was just saying that I really would lay serious bets that the vast majority of Manhattanites don't even know this exists. Oh, so it's and one, that once they do, this will be ruined, like all other great things. <laughs> but for now, it belongs to us and only us. One of the secrets of New York. The
1: secrets of Brooklyn. Beautiful. I lived down the street. I didn't even know this was here until I read about it last year. And by then, it was the end of the season. And so I've been waiting for this to open and didn't even know it was, was re really until last night. Which is great.
0: So they just bring the boat in for the summer and... Everyone can sit around by the bar. Beautiful.
1: Oh. It's 1924, so I wonder
0: what the history. Is. Cool. Thank you, Ruth, <laughs> for joining Streets of Your Town today. Is there anything you'd like to say to all our listeners in Australia about Brooklyn before when we now that I'm leaving you and I'm off to Dumbo to do a bit of shopping?
1: But yeah, I mean, this is Brooklyn. I mean. The the noises, the kids, the old people, the the mix of everything. Here, this is kind of the perfect, you got the perfect Brooklyn day. So I'm so excited to have shared it with you. Thank you
0: so much for walking us around. Of course. (laughs) Have a good day. You You too. Bye. That was Deputy Editor of Women at Forbes, Ruthie Ackerman, speaking to us from Brooklyn in New York.